be a really good listener. I think that is really important because we go in with the mindset of, you know, this needs to be a customer, you know, I need to make a sale. That's not the mindset that we need to have. And I, and I think there's a shift that needs to happen there with that. Um, one of the things, and you you probably would never have guessed it, but when I first joined the Longview Chamber and went to an event, I was a wallflower. I knew one, I think I knew one or two people there. And when I saw the first person I recognized, I went and saddled up to her <laughs> and I was just like her shadow. That whole, that whole time I was there, I just didn't leave her side. And one of the things that I love most about being the boss, like putting the BU in your business is establishing relationships and understanding how people around you behave and how to connect yourself with those people. And because of that, one of the best people that I've met this year is on the podcast today. Her name is Zoe Martin, and she is a photographer. Love absolutely having her. And she's going to talk to us about being in a new space and connecting with people and networking. And it's all a part of applying who you are to do and be your best to get to get the things that you want. Zoe is a devoted wife, a crazy mom, and a game player. She's terribly uncomfortable in front of the camera. And if you are too, she might be the photographer for you. She specializes in brand photography, but especially enjoys shooting beauty portraits. It's her goal to make every client look and feel amazing while working with her. So I'm excited to have her on the show today. Like I said, she just showed up to a new city recently. She had to immerse herself into the culture of a new uh Chamber of Commerce, and she's done a phenomenal job, but she has a way that she does that. And I thought this is a great opportunity to share with you how to leverage who you are in different areas and show up as your best so that you can do and be your best so that you can achieve the goals that you want to achieve. Now, don't forget, we're smack dab in the middle of our search for success challenge. All of that information is down in the show notes. If you need to show up as yourself, but you're not quite sure how, if the word authenticity has been buzzing in your ear, but you don't know what it means, the search for success challenge is going to show you a path to create the success strategy you need to find and live the life that you want to live. So let's head on into today's episode, shall we? Are you questioning why you keep coming up short on your quest for success? Are there mental blocks that are keeping you from realizing your vision? Well, elementary, my dear Watson, all you need is a blueprint. The Search for Success Challenge offers clues, five very important clues that ultimately create the blueprint you need to help you construct the perfect success strategy that will have you achieving your goals and living your best life. Search for your blueprint so that you can use it to have a life you've always dreamed of. You can do this. Come on, Watson. Register with the link in the show notes and let's get started. Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? That Hello, Zoe. How are you? 
Hi, Andrea. I'm great. I am so excited. So I read everybody your bio. So they've heard all about how awesome you are and a photographer and a mom and all of those things. But is there anything that's not in your bio that people would be surprised to know about you? I'm pretty sure that a lot of people don't know that I am a volunteer for Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep. Mm, we are an organization. It's international, but here in Dallas-Fort Worth, we service 80 hospitals. So yeah, I, um, I'm one of many volunteers, but we need more. So if you're looking for some place to serve, um, we... We go to the hospital and we'll photograph babies who aren't going to go home with their families. Oh. So remembrance photography, honoring the family, honoring the baby. And um, I also, because I have a heart for giving back, I'm starting an organization called Caring for Collin County. Mm. And that organization is going to help nonprofits. I need a hundred people that will just communally give hundred dollars four times a year and we'll have three nonprofits come and speak and we'll donate uh, I, I'm hoping we'll have ten thousand dollars to donate to one of those nonprofits four times a year that is so amazing um I think I've heard of something like that I was actually a guest I spoke at an event like that in Dallas um and it was kind of a similar format so that is just amazing that you have a heart for that and I think that before we ever got into any questions, you sort of talked about one of the ways that you can just do a deep dive into your community when you first walk in. So we'll get to that in a bit, but I think that that's amazing. And if you're listening and you're in our area, the North Dallas area, then I think you should get involved. You should definitely hook up with Zoe. All of our information will be down in the show notes. And so you can connect with her on social media. You can get her email, her website, all of that is going to be down there. And she actually has something for you, a little email that you can, little something you can kind of check out as well that she shared with me. So well, that will be down in the show notes. So thank you for that. Um, another little thing that people don't know about you is that you are a stickler for grammar and like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I didn't know that you got that. <laughs> I did, girl. <laughs> I appreciate it though. Absolutely. All right. Let's dive into some of these questions so that we can get this juicy goodness that you have to share. So like I mentioned earlier, you recently moved to a new city and had to find your way. You had to find your footing. What advice would you give to someone with a business who wants to grow in a new place? I think one of the things that really helped me, and I can like backtrack all sure. the way from my very first connection, I asked someone um, that I met what she did in the community or how she was plugged into a networking event. And she gave me the name of one gentleman. And then from there, everything just rolled. Like if you ask the people who are involved in the community, what they do, whether it's for the community or for networking, then they can plug you into other things. They'll invite you. When you ask, they will invite you. So that's, that's definitely good. something that's benefited me. And you know, I, that's really good. I think, um, I have a similar experience in the chamber when I first started at the chamber and I was talking about my nonprofit, um, Terry Davis. Hey, Terry girl. She um, wanted to do a one-on-one -on -one with me. And when I sat down with her, she said, girl, you need to do more one-on-ones because that 30 seconds does not do your nonprofit justice. And you do so much that I'm so interested in, but I never would have known had I not sat down with you and asked the questions. And so that's to your point. Um, just deep diving into 
or submerging yourself into your community by asking those questions. And that will sort of give you a path that you can take and you can take it or leave it. But like you said, asking the questions and getting connected with the people who are already rooted in the community will give you great insight into how you can grow and build as well. I love that answer. Absolutely. Well, do you think that there is a specific mindset that someone should adopt in order to do this? Like, how did you even come to the conclusion that I'm going to come to this new place and I'm going to ask the question? So what was the mindset like there? Um, I think in all honesty, I was intimidated because Dallas Fort Worth is huge mm -hmm. and I'm brand new to the area. I knew no one and I definitely didn't know anybody in the business world. So I needed to get plugged in. I think it was out of necessity. Mm -hmm. And, and so I really, the mindset wasn't necessarily how can I connect with these people, but how can I help the people that I'm going to connect with? Oh my gosh, girl, you are speaking a word today because I have always said you should show up to serve, not to sell. And if you do that, it makes it so much easier for people to want to talk to you and want to help you out because you didn't come in like a bull in a china shop trying to sell them, sell them, sell them. Instead, you came in and asked, how can I help? How can I serve? Where can I plug in? What can I do? I, this is such a good mindset to have, a servant's heart, a servant's mindset. Um, and I want you to take note if you're listening, because as an entrepreneur, we, we're we in it to make money. Like we're not in it to, to serve and, like, and be a volunteer for our entire lives. But there's a saying, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. And it is such a true quote because I, I had the same experience as well. I um, even as a, as a business success advocate for the chamber, one of the things that I talk to people about is how are you helping someone else? Mm -hmm. If you're complaining that you aren't getting the business or your expectations are not being met, how are you showing up for someone else? Is your mindset of a taker, of a seller, or is it of a server, of a giver? Because that's when people will show up for you. You have to put some skin in the game first before people will want to do business with you. Great, 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 great concept. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you found that it works? I think it has because I've connected with you and you're like taking photos with the gala. You're getting into the chamber and getting involved. I love it. Yeah. And I definitely... I. For instance, I met someone at the Plano Chamber. I didn't join the Plano Chamber. I'm a member of the Allen Fairview Chamber, um, and I live in McKinney. But uh, I went to the Plano Chamber. I had a one-to-one -one with someone that was also new to the area. And I love, again, it's the giving back thing. I love to help other people who are new to the area. And so this gentleman has a cyber uh, cyber solutions company. He used to hack computers when he was a teenager. And he thought, man, you know, if I could do this legally and make some money, help other people, then that's what I want to do. And so his business, it, it, like I said, he just moved here recently. We did a one-to-one. -one, and then I messaged him privately. And I was like, hey, have you thought that maybe you could do a workshop? Because what I learned from him when we did the one-to-one -one was he's very knowledgeable with like two-factor authentication, mm. password protection, and different things that aren't just business-related, but even for our personal um, security. And so I said, have you ever thought about doing a workshop here? Maybe the chamber would, you know, let you host it there. And he was like, you know what, when I was in LA, I did like cybersecurity for teenage, uh, for parents of teenagers, but I haven't done that here. That's a great idea. And then he messaged me back and said he was setting it up. And 
So, I mean, you don't have to just think about yourself. Exactly. Really beneficial for him. And I just have, I'm sure he could have thought of it on his own. He would have eventually, but for me to be thinking about him and to offer that suggestion, you know, now it's, it's rolling. Yeah, that's great. And that's one way to, it's not always about showing up and helping and volunteering at someone else's nonprofit or, or like giving so much of your time that you don't have time to do the things that you need to do. Sometimes it is as simple as making a suggestion and just sitting down with someone for an hour and actively listening to what it is they're saying so that you can afterwards maybe come up with some great ideas and be able to pour into them in some way. When we're sitting down for these one-on-ones, a lot of times we're so busy thinking of what we're going to say next that we're not listening to what the person is saying. And it's in that listening that we can insert the serve, insert the uh, help, you know, the give, Um, And so that is just a great example that you just shared that, and I think um, we should get that because so often I know when, when I'm talking to people, they think, I just don't have time to like go to all these different things and do, well, you don't have to just pick one hour a week and do one, one one-on-one a week, but actively listen and then go back and process and share, serve, you know, summarize what you heard. Great, great tip. So to you, what does it mean? to network with purpose? Uh, well, uh, kind of along the lines of what you were saying there, that you're, you need to be a really good listener. I think that is really important because we go in with the mindset of, you know, this needs to be a customer. I, you know, I need to make a sale. That's not the mindset that we need to have. And I, and I think there's a shift that needs to happen there with that. Um, one of the things, and you, you probably would never have guessed it, but when I first joined the Longview chamber and went to an event, I was a wallflower. I knew one, I think I knew one or two people there. And when I saw the first person I recognized, I went and saddled up to her (laughs) and I was just like her shadow that whole, that whole time I was there, I just didn't leave her side. And afterwards I did a one-to-one with her and she said, so we come sit down. I want to talk to you about networking events. And she said, you are, you know, of course, telling me all these wonderful things about myself, but you are not putting yourself out there. And everybody was new at one point, you know, that everybody was new. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have to come out of your shell a little bit and just, you know, Hey, I'm new, or I, we haven't met before. Start out with some kind of question. And I wound up that one of my favorite questions is what do you do for fun? Because a lot of times the first question we ask is what is your business or what do you do for your business? And that, that it gets mechanical Mm -hmm. asking what they do for fun. I wound up doing that with this person. And that's actually the first question I asked her. And that's how I found out about the giving circle, the hundred, um, the group of a hundred people who donate a hundred dollars. So she was, um, she was my initiation into the world of giving. Mm, Awesome. That's great. And to your point also, when we are um, being intentional and we're, like you said, you you were kind of stuck to her side and you didn't really know what to do, but you were just kind of like, I know this one person and I'm going to hold on to her for dear life until this yeah. is over. We all do that. I think we all walk into that, especially if we're new to just having a business in the first place and you're already nervous about telling someone about it. You really haven't shaped 
your what, your who, your why. You haven't done all that yet. And so it's intimidating to see all these people who have it together, standing up, doing a 30-second pitch and making it look so effortless. And you have the slightest idea what you're going to say when it's your turn. So I definitely understand that. But as you're listening to this podcast and you're listening to what Zoe is saying, I think a takeaway here is also with intentional networking, you have a plan of action, even if you're new. This is your first time networking and you just started your business. Have like be intentional with the purpose behind actually going to network in the first place. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to collect names? Are you trying to um get as many followers on your social media as you possibly can from the event? Are you trying to scope for different people you can collaborate with and people you can attach yourself to to grow your own exposure? Like have a plan, right? And then once you walk in the door, yeah, you're still intimidated. That part, that part's not going to change, but at least now you're, you're stepping into it with a game plan. And that make, I think you, you tell me if you agree, I think having a game plan going into a situation makes it a little bit more, a little bit more comfortable to be in the situation. Cause at least now, you know, okay, well, I'm here for a reason. So I gotta like, talk to somebody because my goal is to walk away with this thing. And if I don't talk to somebody, I'm not going to get the thing. So I think it helps a little bit. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely having that. I don't know if it's a desire or an intention, probably Mm -hmm. an intention. Mm -hmm. And I think too, once you figure that out, then you can actually be the one who goes around and help other people, the ones that you see are struggling, Mm -hmm. then you can kind of take them by the arm. I don't know if you know Ron Kennedy, but he is amazing at this. And Mm -hmm. he will go around and see the ones that, you know, they're kind of like, I'm not sure who I need to be with, or I don't know anybody. He will take them by the arm, introduce himself and walk them around the room and introduce them to people. So making connections for others is really an opportunity for, for them to get to know you, for you to help them. And again, we're giving. I love, see, again, circle back. We just circle back to the very first thing we talked about when we were um, getting started. It's, it's having a giving, a giver's heart, a servant's heart, not walking into these situations to sell, to get something all the time. I mean, obviously, like I said before, we're all in it to get something. We're not in business to volunteer, but right. But we have to start somewhere. And I love the advice that you're giving. So when we're doing this, what have you seen? Like as someone who is new to the area, you you had your game plan, the way you did things, and you've been very successful at it. What mistakes have you seen? For example, like you've been in the chamber for a minute now, and you've seen newer people coming in. What mistakes have you seen people making as a result of like starting something new, like trying to network? I think the biggest mistake people make is showing up once or twice and thinking this isn't working for me. Mm. It's not going to work too soon. Oh, yeah. up too soon. Yeah, that's probably the biggest thing that I've seen. Why do you think they do that though? I mean, is it because they're coming in with the wrong mindset? You think that's what I think it is. Sometimes they're coming in thinking that, um, well, maybe that or they don't know. Well, that, and I also think a lot of times, for instance, I know someone that came once or twice, did a ribbon cutting, and I haven't seen him there since. I know him personally, and so we did a one-to-one the other day, and I know his mindset was that there's not really anyone in that room that's going to, it's not going to be a a A connection. connection for me, right? 
But what my mindset is, is we work in concentric circles. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily about whether or not this one person is going to be the connection that I need, but who does that person know mm-hmm. that could be a connection for me? And so in again, with intention, taking people on one-to-ones and then, you know, listening and finding out what they need, because when you give to people, it's reciprocal. It, at some point in time, they're going to be like, oh, that I can connect them with so-and-so, or I know about this networking group that would be beneficial for them. So we're, we're, we're oftentimes only thinking about ourselves when in reality, we need to be thinking about everyone. Exactly. Because in thinking about everyone, it circles back to you. Like mm-hmm. it's like a boomerang when you yeah. throw it out to everyone it's going to come back to you tenfold a lot of times because if you hit five people, each five, those five people know 10 people, it's possible that another five to eight people are going to come back to you for every one person that you hit with the boomerang. And and we, I think we need to get more in tune with who we are and really identify what it is we're we're showing up for. What's our why? Because if our why in starting our business was really to solve a problem for someone and we approach it from the aspect of solving a problem, not making money, then we will see people who need that problem solved all over the place. And we're going to want to help them and serve them to solve the problem. But I think we first have to connect with the why in the first place and really identify that because we have to play the long game when it's networking. Like nobody... Well, I shouldn't say nobody, but it's very rare that we meet someone day one and they want to buy from us that same day. Yeah. So we do have to play the long game and it's harder to do when you're not really connected to the the why and the the solution that you're trying to give, the problem you're trying to solve, whatever it is. And I love your story. So before we move on to the next question, like we've spoken about like, how you felt at one point in time when someone was, when you were at a show, you know, I want you to tell people that story about your own epiphany, because it's so true that I want them to know why you are so um, empathetic and sympathetic to your clients and, and why coming to you is probably better than coming to anybody else, especially if they're squeamish or struggling and, but they have to get these things done. Share that story with us because I think it really plays to what we're saying. Okay. So education is definitely one of the things that I think is super important when you're in any field, getting to know what you do and learn more about it. I mean, we don't know everything. And I worked in a studio in Midland, Texas. The photographer who was the owner of the studio knew an internationally renowned photographer. And that photographer was hosting a workshop in Austin. So me and one of the other photographers went down there for the weekend and he, he is amazing. Like his work is phenomenal. And he went around the room and he was explaining how that he could take a picture of anybody and he was photographing people. And then they'd go up on the big screen and I'm on the front row comes around to the front steps in front of me. And I was like, Oh, I just knew, I just knew, you know, that gut feeling that you're going to win something negative, right? This is the negative. (laughs) And my forehead furrowed, my eyebrows squinched, and he takes that picture and it goes on the big screen. Mm. Oh, it's awful. He's Australian and he has this wonderful accent. I won't get it right. But basically he was like, relax, darling. And he takes the photo again. 
same photo <laughs> goes up on there and he moves along. So here I am humiliated in front of this entire class of photographers. And yeah, I, I just couldn't relax. I'm not comfortable in front of the camera and I know what that feels like. And I don't want anyone to be uncomfortable. I want them to feel really good about themselves, knowing that they look good. I'm telling you what, that is icing on the cake for me. It's great for them, but for me, it's like a shot in the arm. I love it. And that just goes so well with what we're talking about in serving. You had an experience that you are using to fuel how you treat your clients and how you make them feel good about themselves in the pictures. That is serving. Like when you walk up to someone as a photographer, you can look at them and say, wow, she's a little bit of a wallflower. She's going to She's, she needs someone to help draw her out if she wants to kind of grow her business. You can see that like step one, day one, moment one, when you meet them and that becomes a trigger for you to say, you know what, I, I really want to, I want to bring her out. I want to, I want to help her. I want her. And that does not trigger, oh, I can make 50, $50 from, you know, a deposit. That's not what that triggers. It triggers a servant's heart. And, and that's what I'm talking about here. It's like taking what you know about your why. You have to know that. You discovered about yourself that you didn't like that feeling and you didn't want anyone else to have that feeling. And as a professional photographer, you have the ability to make sure nobody that you work with has that feeling. So you're you're giving, you're, you're, you're solving a problem for someone. You're taking this obstacle out of the way. And I think in knowing that about yourself, that's what it took. Mm -hmm. to be excellent at what you do and making people feel comfortable. So my advice to people listening to this and the takeaway from this is to know you and how you can show up and relate to your, your customers in a way that nobody else can. Because quite honestly, who, who else has really taken the time? We know in the grand scheme of things, when you get to the larger companies, A, they probably don't have time because they're servicing so many clients to really take time to see what you're doing. But when you're talking to a smaller business and someone who really has a heart for what they do, this is something we should appreciate in them. The fact that they did the work, they know who they are, they know how they want to show up for you, and they can relate to your situation in a way that makes doing business with them easy and effortless. That's what we bring to the networking table, everybody. See why I had Zoe on the show? Because she's got such great info. Okay, so listen, next question. What net what networking roadblocks have you encountered as a service based business? I think that kind of plays to what we we're just talking about too. It's like you're a photographer and you have to make people feel comfortable. But what roadblocks have you have you met in networking? Right. We actually I'm I I've completed the project CEO course that you've offered, and in that I realized I self sabotage. Um, I everybody knows a photographer. We all have a camera in our hand constantly. And so for me, I, I just realized that I have to show up as myself. So what you see is what you get. This is who I am. I'm the same person you see every day. That's that's who I am. So love it or leave it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That me. is a roadblock for a lot of people. The um, It's either imposter syndrome, it's limiting belief, it's self-sabotaging, it's all of these things. Um, because I, I had that same thing when I was, when I first had my marketing company in the chamber, there was three or four different marketing companies and they were men and they, their voices were just louder. And I don't have a small voice. Everybody y'all know that y'all been listening to the podcast, but there, and, but there was this feeling of, well, why would they 
want to connect with me when they have this person and that person who've been here forever. I'm this new chick on the block. They don't know me. I don't know how to connect with these people. So what's the point? I'll just kind of, you know, slinker off into the background and maybe I'll kind of collect some of their seconds or people, you know, and the truth, like you said, is like, no, like you are who you are and someone's going to like you because you are you. I said in the program, we are like a snowflake or a fingerprint. No one has the exact same combination of influence, experience, perspective, and passion as we do. So that snowflake or that fingerprint, someone's going to connect with above someone else's snowflake or fingerprint. So that's why there's never in my mind competition. So this is an area where we just, I think we should take that, what Zoe's saying, and just not let that be a roadblock. So how did you overcome that? You just decided this is me. This is who I am. Love it or love it or leave it, huh? Yeah. And I think too, it honestly helped when I went to a different chamber and there was a photographer there and he came to me immediately after um, it was over and said, Hey, I just want you to know that I am okay with having other photographers here. There's plenty of business to go around because I have been in situations where other photographers have, you know, you're standing there talking to somebody and that photographer will just like walk up and, and try and overtake the conversation. And you're like, Okay. So um, there's, you know, there's definitely the people that are more open to having other similar businesses in the space. And I always appreciate that. And I'm the same way. I very much, uh, a rising tide lifts all boats. So being community over competition, I, I, you know, I recently went out of town and I had someone get a hold of me and ask if I was available for headshots. And I said, actually, I'm not, but let me refer you to another photographer that I know and that specific photographer, she lives here in the area and she's actually a member of the coaching course that I'm in also the same coaching course. Wow. So, um, I, yes, she's competition, but there's times that it's beneficial to know your competition. And I, her and I also we, collaborate with them. Like you just yeah. said, I mean, if you can't do it, why not have the reputation of someone who's willing to share and be helpful than someone who wants to steal and keep everything for themselves. Cause I mean, you can't hold on to it really. They'll right. get away. That's great advice. Um, how do you deal with though? Those negative, I mean, I just kind of, this is not a question, but you mentioned that you, there are people who will come up and try to like get in the way of you getting business because they have this fear of competition. How do how do you handle those people or how do you even handle the emotional, you know, like carnage that happens when this, like, you know what I'm saying? Somebody walks up and you're like, oh my God, did that, did that just happen? Like, how do you handle it after that? What is your response to the situations like that? You know, uh, oftentimes because you, that you were having a conversation with one person and then this other person steps in and takes over the other person sees the way the person, mm. you know, so you really don't need to say anything. Mm-hmm. You let them dig their own grave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just maybe go to them and, Hey, we started this conversation. I didn't get to finish explaining whatever. And, you know, just let it be. Great advice. Okay. So as a service-based business, a photographer, how important do you believe it is to draw from your own experiences? We talked about that a little bit to connect to your audience? I think 
because I've had a negative experience myself, it allows me to step into the shoes of my client. And I can tell, you know, that one of the things that's really unique about my business is that I don't just take your picture. Um, when a client contacts me and says, Hey, I need a headshot. Uh, I've had people that have been like, we had corporate headshot day and it was less than stellar experience. You know, you're, you're like at school picture day, everybody's in line and you get that photo and they didn't take, but you know, two or three minutes to work with you. And so they may not have gotten an expression that was appealing or, you know, for whatever reason you didn't like it. So when they contact me about a headshot, I deep dive a little bit into how, do they really just need a LinkedIn profile photo? Do they need this for their other social media, their website? Is it actually going to be a personal branding session? Would they like to finish with a beauty session or bring in their family at the end of the session? Um, I go to their home. I help them pick out their clothing. I offer complimentary hair and makeup, which 99% of my clients take me up on. And that right there is a boost of self-confidence because when you know that you look good, it mm -hmm. makes you feel good. So then taking that and showing them, you know, I guide them into poses. I swear so many people, I don't know what to do with my hands. And I just crack up because what do you do with your hands on the daily? But yeah, <laughs> I, let's, let's figure this out together. Let's hold this side or whatever. So I guide them into poses and then I show them the back of the camera. And, and that's where, that's where that they, I can see the transformation. One of my very favorite clients, she, um, her husband passed away and she is in a nonprofit hospice. And I felt like this was something I wanted to do for her was a session. And she let me know that she's like, Zoe, I almost canceled on you because I would rather have my teeth pulled than have my picture taken. And so we went through the session and the girl walked out a girl. She's a woman. She's an adult. She had her shoes slung over her shoulder, <laughs> just this grin on her face. And she was like, I am so glad that I did this for me. It was, you know, a huge, uh, she got to see herself and I call them love you sessions. The beauty sessions are love you because you need to love yourself. Mm -hmm. We're really negative. We're really critical about ourselves. And, and I don't allow people to be that way with me. Oh, that's awesome. That is so awesome. And I think, again, you drew from your own experience and you didn't want that to be the case for other people. And I also say, when you look good, you feel good. But when you feel good about how you look, you have confidence. Mm -hmm. That's one of my little sayings. That, and I think that it's true. And that's probably what your clients experience because you give them that confidence. That's awesome. So in your opinion, what are the most common characteristics of a successful networker? We talked about the mistakes that they typically make. Now, what are some good things that they're doing to be successful? I really think it's beneficial for, for, let's say you're this person, you get the business card or you get the contact information and you be the one to initiate um, arranging the one-on-one -on -one and making it all work out there. Oftentimes people are like, oh, let me give you my business card. Well, I didn't ask for your business card. So <laughs> I, I intentionally will get business cards, get contact information for people. So that way I'm the one who's making that connection where if you give them your business card, they may or may not follow up with you. They may True. forget where they picked up that business card. You they know, may not have a process. Like there yeah. should be a process. So yeah. 
Yeah. And it's difficult too. There's multiple networking events on any given day. And so let's say they've been to three or five and how many business cards do they have now? So they don't remember who you are. They or didn't which event you were. Yeah. Where, where did they meet you? And yeah, what was your business? So yeah, it's really beneficial for you to be the one who makes the, in, the intentional connections. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you find helps to make you a successful networker besides just being the one to, to get the business card? Oh my goodness. I have so much, you know, (laughs) there is one thing that I did want to mention because I feel like it, it has been a huge lift for me. The, the very first networking event I went to was, um, Randall Holmes, the credit union of Texas event center. Right before I walked out the door, he turned around and introduced me to a gentleman who has an organization called MMP Colin. And I went to that and I met Cheryl Powers who said, hey, we just started a podcast. It's called Network Today. And if you don't know a lot about networking, you might want to check it out. I got on that podcast and was like, oh my goodness, this is a podcast for me. (laughs) I binge listened to that. And I may be the only person that has listened to every (laughs) single episode. They just put one out yesterday. Oh, wow. I implement almost everything that they teach. So that finding answers somewhere and how the best way to do it, not relying on your own understanding of the term networking, because it's much more involved than just walking around a room you know, handing your business card to people. And I'm sure you found that out when you were listening to the podcast. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what, Andrea, do you know Krista Medlock? The name sounds familiar, but I can't, I'm not good with the names. If I saw her face, I'd be able to tell you. Uh, she has an organization called The Girl Cave. And she was episode 37, I believe, which is, uh, it's called Fake and Shake. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about how that she doesn't like to network. For the reason that people are so fake, that mm-hmm. they're going in with the intention of who can I sell? Mm-hmm. That was a really great episode. I think everybody should listen to that one. That's my mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think that you're, I mean, that's absolutely right. People do go into it. Um, I'll tell you one thing. <laughs> I was at a networking event. Talk about business cards and passing out business cards. I was at a networking event and they're the more creatives of us in networking have gotten to a point where they're not passing out business cards so much as they are asking you about your social media and they want to like connect with you on social. And I was at this event and I was with a girlfriend. It was, she, she has a business as well. And the videographer at the event, very creative looking guy, he was asking us, oh, what's your Instagram? What's your Instagram? And so my friend goes first and shows her Instagram. Well, she's a marketing person, but she does not do social media. Like her Instagram was like dead. I mean, it was like, she doesn't do anything on there. So he looked at her Instagram and he was like, hmm. And he hands her, he was like, okay. You know, it just kind of moves on from her. And then we're walking around later and then I kind of went to him and was asking him some questions about videography. And he was like, so what's your social media? And so I show him my Instagram. He immediately follows me and I follow him back. And so knowing that about networking also is a good info is good information because you have to understand the way that particular group of people interact with each other and what's important. So I actually have a book, the BTB Business Journal, and in it, I talk about networking and all the different types of networking and how sometimes 
you have, well, you have to be able to read the room. You need to know the group going in. So I advise people to go in and kind of observe. You can have your intentions and do your things, but don't inject too much of yourself into it until you really understand the culture of the, of the group. And then you can kind of get in with the ball rolling and do your thing. But it was just interesting that at this particular event, it wasn't all about, oh, here's my business card. Like you said, someone just trying to shove a business card in your face. It was, no, let me see your social. Let's see how, like, if you really are who you say you are kind of thing. And that's where the proof of the pudding is because social media will show me a a broader picture of you versus just this two-dimensional card that, you know, just has your name and email address on it. And I got to go figure that out for myself. So just, just a little aside, a good networker, I think also reads the room. Yeah, that's good. And I'm working on it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, you do a great job. You're everywhere. I love it. All right. Well, we have gotten to the end of our podcast interview, Zoe, and you've been such a treat. I know everyone listening has just been so informed about what they can do if they're entering into a new area, they're trying to start networking to grow their business, and they're a little bit you know, nervous about that. You've given some really good wisdom on how they can do that better. But as you know, the name of this podcast is the CEO Mindset Podcast, and we're talking about constantly evolving and being open to failing forward. So I ask this of all my guests because I think it's so important for people to know how to do this in real time. So how do you constantly evolve and how do you or have you ever failed forward? And if so, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I definitely feel like I failed forward. (laughs) And education, you know, whether it's education in our own industries or education for marketing or business, there's, I like to say I've skinned my my knees failing forward because there's so many times that I've been like, oh, shoot. So I'm, I'm always learning. And I think being open to learning from different people. Everyone has something to teach you mm-hmm. and going in with that thought process and not thinking, Oh, you know, I know I, I already know. Don't, don't put your hand up to people because you just don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely being able to learn from you here. I learned something new about you on this podcast. I didn't know you wrote a book. I feel like there's <laughs> there's so many facets to Andrea and you know, you've got, you've got the background that you have with your social media marketing, and then you've got project CEO and you've got this new course coming out. Uh, I, I feel like there's just so much about an individual and like you had that one-to-one where you don't, you're, you're nonprofit. Mm-hmm. You don't know everything about someone and you can't get that even in a one-to-one that's, you know, maybe 30 minutes to an hour long. So be intentional and ask questions with the intent to get to know someone. I love that answer. And it's so true. It's so true. Um, All right. I just appreciate you for taking the time with me today. I am so happy that we could connect. I know I kind of messed up the first time. (laughs) If it's not in my calendar, it does not happen. If you're like that, leave a comment below. Um, We're going to end this podcast because I don't know how much we can get out of you. Your greatness is so good, but I will have you back on the podcast because I do want to do um, a conversation with you on photography and like videography and like how to do the best for yourself when you're trying to use it to grow your business. So I definitely want to have you back for that. So we'll get that on the calendar. But for now, thank you again for being on the show. I really appreciate your time. 
So glad you asked me, Andrea. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, guys, if you are listening to this podcast, it's because you want to, in the back of your mind, you are struggling with how you can do and be your best. And that is to constantly evolve and be open to failing forward. We talk about that here on the podcast right now. You know, we are in the middle of a series. We are counting down to our our search for success challenge where we're going to be finding a blueprint. We are in search of this blueprint that is going to help you create the success strategy that gets you the life you want and love and can be proud of. So make sure in the show notes, you click on that link and go ahead and register for the challenge up until the day of the challenge. They're going to be sharing some clues and talking to you about some things and feeding you really good information. So join the challenge there. And then all of Zoe's information is going to be in those show notes as well. You'll be able to connect with her, especially if you are here in the DFW area. Please call her about doing your personal branding shoots or your love shoots, because as a person in marketing, I cannot tell you enough about how important it is for you to show up as your business and be the brand, put the BU in your business. People need to know who you are and that you actually care about helping them solve their problem. And the best way to do that is to show yourself off, be transparent and let them know how you fit into their equation. And Zoe can help you make that a picture. She can make that nonverbal messaging amazing. So people want to connect with you. So again, click on all of her socials, follow her, comment on her stuff, go to her website, book an appointment. I'm sure she's got some sort of a consultation that she can sit down with you. So do all of the things. Zoe, anything else? Did I miss anything? Wow. I. It's so uncomfortable to sit here and listen to all the wonderful things you say. I just want to... <laughs> I don't, I don't want to piggyback on that. I just want to say that I appreciate you and, and all the things that you do and how involved you are in helping women to realize that they, they're unique. Thank you. I appreciate that. And on that note, guys, we're going to say goodbye and we will be back again next week. Thanks again for listening. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AF Patrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.